You are listening to Corellian Run Radio, your route through hyperspace to the latest news on Star Wars The Old Republic. Hi everyone, this is Kathy from Corellian Run Radio. We have a special extra episode for our listeners this week. Senior Community Online Manager Stephen Reed and Senior Community Coordinator David Bass sat down with us for a little post-fan site summit chat. Don't expect any big reveals. This is just a casual conversation about the summit. We hope you enjoy this peek behind the scenes. In case you haven't had a chance to check out our site lately, I want to encourage you to go to CorellianRun.com and find the tons of content that came out of the summit. Carla wrote about her hands-on play of the Imperial Agent, and I did the same thing for the Bounty Hunter and a little bit of the Smuggler. Our video interview with Georg Zoller revealed some small but significant details on a variety of subjects, everything from third-party add-ons to playable species that we haven't seen yet, that kind of thing. Uh, We also break down the different Q&A sessions with highlights in easy-to-read bullets, so those articles are worth checking out if you don't want to sit through all the audio recordings. Although if you do want to, you can, because we have the full audio from those sessions as well. For something on the lighter side, I've been writing a series recapping the entire summit. It's definitely more from the humorous perspective rather than the serious analysis perspective, but I think it captures the fun of being there better than our drier gameplay reviews. We'd also like to announce our Star Wars The Old Republic giveaway. We brought back tons of swag, which we decided not to keep. We have three Sith posters, two Republic posters, and two copies of Deceived, the Darth Malgus novel by Paul S. Kemp. We'll have details about how you can enter our drawing on our website, CorellianRun.com, and you will need either a Facebook or a Twitter account to enter. Finally, we want to thank all the people who answered our call for radio announcers. We got a nice bunch of responses from our community. I think we have contacted everyone who emailed us. If you haven't heard from us, feel free to email us again at corellianrun at gmail.com. We asked people to record a test MP3, and we got some great responses. Stay tuned after our interview with Stephen and David. We have some of our favorite test spots at the end. Make sure you wait for the Rancor Burger ad. It's an amusing twist on our Force Cloak commercial from episode 21. Without further ado, here is our interview with Stephen Reed and David Bass. Hi, and welcome to Corellian Run Radio. This is Carla, and with me today is my co-host, Kathy. Hello, Kathy. Hey there. And we have very, very special guest. It's Stephen Reed, Senior Online Community Manager for BioWare, and David Bass, our Senior Community Coordinator. Hello, you guys. Hey. Hello. I'm wondering when we're going to go from being very, very special to being very special. And then maybe one <laughs> special. No, it's going to be very, very, very special. Oh, we play the game. <laughs> yeah, those douchebags from BioWare, Stephen Reed and David Bass. <laughs> okay, well, let's just jump right in. Um, Stephen, could you briefly explain your role um, in the uh, SWTOR community? Uh, yeah, briefly. so, yeah, briefly. Um, <laughs> basically, I run the community team, uh, I guess, globally, as we're going to be expanding to Europe soon as well. 
Uh, we have some European contractors, but we're going to get real European stuff there too. Uh, so yeah, the community team, which which consists of um, David and uh, Alison Berryman and a number of other what I like to call core community staff. And then there's also the creative services team who are the guys responsible for uh, putting together all the great videos and screenshots and stuff that you see of, uh, of the old Republic. So um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Wow, that's really very cool. And I, I'm really excited to hear how you're expanding really soon to Europe. So yeah, hey, literally in the middle of uh, interviewing right now. Oh, yay. Well, that's terrific. David, you're not as well known in the tour community at large, but you're really known to uh, all the fan sites because of all the communication that you do with all of us. Um, could you tell everyone out there what your job is? Yeah, so my main role is to be the point of contact at Bioware for all the fan sites um, and for all the guilds, actually. Um, so I'm the person who I send out weekly updates to all the fan sites. I, if any new fan sites pop up, I'm the one emailing with them to kind of get them on their feet and help them out. Um, and that's that's my main role. Um, and then I'm also going to be helping with guilds as we start ramping up uh, guild recruitment and getting uh, more guilds involved with the process for the Old Republic. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, so the reason we asked you here today is because we wanted you to talk a little bit about the Fansite Summit. Um, at the end of April, uh, we were lucky enough to be invited to Austin for the I think it was billed as the first ever SWTOR fan site summit. Um, Corellian Radio, along with, I think, 14 other fan sites, got yep. a chance to tour the studio. We, we got to talk to the devs, and most importantly, we got to play the game. So can you tell us how this idea was, was conceived? I think this was something that came up in my interview, maybe. I mean, it's something I've always wanted to do at every company I've ever worked for is, like, you know, bring the fans out to the studio to play the game, to experience mm -hmm. the, the life here and, and show that, you know, we, we like you guys and <laughs> let you guys have a good time. Um, I think this was something we both really wanted separately when we weren't here together. And then once we started, we both just jumped on it and started pushing to, to get this to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it wasn't really, you know, a eureka moment. It's, it's, it's pretty, um, pretty standard. I mean, the, the, the tricky thing with these these things, quite frankly, is always just getting the budget to do it. You know, mm -hmm. so thankfully we got the budget, um, and uh, and the rest was history, really. <laughs> How did you choose uh, which fan sites that uh, that were invited to come? So it was kind of a mixture of things. Um, we wanted to get number one. We wanted to get uh, a good spread of fan sites from across the world. Um, one of the very earliest things that we did was when we were planning this was said, look, you know, if we could get everything we wanted, then we wanted to make sure that we got some European fan sites in there as well. So that was that was a, a key part of it initially was just saying, right, we need to make sure we have a proportion of these sites from, um, from North America and, and then another proportion from from Europe. Um, and then beyond that, to be honest, it was obviously, you know, we, we talked to a lot of these fan sites and, you know, already we um, had most of these guys on our radar as, as it were. Um, so yeah, there were entrance criteria essentially, although we, we didn't sit down and go, okay, if somebody gets over this level of traffic, then therefore they're automatically going to get in. Mm -hmm. Um, we wanted to get a nice mixture of, of podcasts and, um, and more traditional sites and then 
maybe more you know serious sites and less serious sites and you know that kind of thing so that we yeah. get a good picture of coverage yeah it was a nice array i thought that you had you know some of the you know the veterans like darth hater and Torocast, but then you also there were some people that maybe just jumped on the bag bandwagon a little while ago so it was really nice that you guys you know you 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 did you spread out the 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 niches the, you know who's you know maybe the big guys and the little guys so it was really it was really fun to get to see everybody there i thought mm-hmm. yeah. did you guys did you guys meet anyone did oh. you not know some of these sites beforehand um well, the European side, certainly I wasn't as familiar with. Um, I, I knew of and had maybe even listened to, they had a podcast like the English speaking sites, but I had not met everybody. So it was, or talked to them, you know, individually. So that was really nice to get that chance. Yeah. And I had not met anybody. So it was just like, oh, wow, all these people that I, I feel like I know because I'm listening to them and I listen to almost every single podcast out there. So it was like I it, I was meeting old friends. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. <laughs> oh. yeah. Um, so is I know that y'all said that you'd always wanted to do this um, as far as inviting um, fan sites to come to Bioware offices, but is this really a common practice for game companies to provide such great access to uh, the non-professional community like podcasting, like little fan sites that maybe not be as big as some of the other ones? I think it, um, it's, it's maybe a common idea. It might not be a common practice because obviously it does take some, some, uh, some expenditure, assuming that, you know, you want to pay for the, fan sites to come to you rather than expect them to pay for them to come to you instead. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'd, lo- I'd love to say that we came up with this idea whole formed and nobody else had ever done it before, but that's definitely not the case. So <laughs> I certainly know of other occasions when, when it's happened. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's certainly been done. I think a lot of the time these kind of things happen at, uh, at you know, existing events, maybe, you know, like we did at PAX East and, and, and similar stuff where people are already going to be there. So bringing them into the studio is a little bit more unusual, but, you know, we felt that was kind of important so that people could see that there was a group of people here working on the game, that it wasn't just, you know, a fake or something like that. Yes, I know. It was really, it was great to just see the offices and see the hallways. And um, um, Roxanne, my daughter, is, you know, in, is a graphic artist type person. I said, oh, Roxanne, all the rooms are really dark. And she was like, yeah, that's the way we like it. So <laughs> she like she thought that, of course, that was like a stupid observation on my part. But, you know, I found that interesting. <laughs> but but yeah. Dark as well. Yes, is that right? In my experience, I always think that's weird. <laughs> yeah, it does. It seems odd to me. I but... like light. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, I thought it was cruel to see all the, the, the artwork. I mean, to me, that just kind of reinforces your thinking of what your your goal for the game is going to be, is seeing all the the beautiful artwork on the walls and and everybody's ideas for that. It was that that was kind of really cool for me anyway um so tell us some of the logical he- uh, the logistical headaches that um came from trying to coordinate this type of event such as airlines emails reservations and when you're telling us that uh kind of tell us what kind of stumbling blocks did you encounter along the way and were those fan sites demanding limos and m&ms in their rooms and you know what kind of things did you run into um i think well we only got the final go-ahead for this, I guess, exactly a month out from the event. And so it was basically like having to book flights and hotels 
within the span of a week um, to, to make sure we booked it in time, especially for the European guys. Um, mm. It was, it, it wasn't too tough once we did it, but it's like, you have to be, you have to be a very, I'm very, uh, very, very organized. I'm very anal about that sort of thing. And uh, having to keep 30 different people's travel plans uh, in mind and send out 30 separate emails four times a day to make sure everybody's <laughs> getting coordinated. Nobody's getting forgotten about um, or left behind was kind of a, scary for me but luckily uh no one got lost along the way no one's planes ended up flying to australia accidentally um everybody got, everybody got here and back um I think we so, only had one piece of lost luggage too. yeah we only had one piece wow of lost yes. but, he had, but he ended up he getting it, it so that back. was fine um and yeah no it was great and i think you know obviously the fan sites you guys were just happy to be coming out here so we didn't have to worry about people making uh crazy demands and uh, room service every night or whatever yeah that's right well <laughs> yeah that's so. good <laughs> um well and then uh you know i i know that i personally you know after we got our invite i was like oh we really want roxanne to be able to come i wonder if she promises not to eat and to sleep on the floor and to stand in a corner can she come i need i have i and this is i mean it's like i think when i emailed you david i said my first line was i think i know the answer to this but <laughs> and um so what i want to know is how did were like all the other fan sites like wishing that they could bring more people even if it was on their own dime yeah i would say a significant number of them asked to bring a third person once did you just come to Austin or something, then that would be one thing. But we were assuming most people were bringing somebody along because they wanted them to play the game or whatever else. So mm -hmm. that was mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of us. And also we wanted it to be a level playing field because it, it wouldn't be very fair if one site brought six people and another, you know, site just had one or, or whatever. Just in terms of getting their coverage out, it would have been it would have been difficult in that regard. So Yeah, definitely. So that was that was yeah, and it wasn't actually that roomy, like in the gaming room. So <laughs> it's not if there were lots no. of extra people hanging yeah, we around. To, yeah, we listened to offsite, you know, possibilities and, and hosting it offsite, but that wasn't very practical either. So, mm -hmm. and we also wanted, we felt it was better for people to be inside the studio when they were playing so that developers could wander in and out and that kind of thing, which I think was good. And they did. That mm -hmm. was, that was really nice. I know I was doing something and I'm, I was like, oh, why is this? happening and all of a sudden like Georg Zoller is standing right behind me I was like oh <laughs> you know, sort of like, now I'm really self-conscious <laughs> but, but but yes no actually but that was great because you know they would you could just quickly ask them a question or they would just say something it was really it was really entertaining to have them back there and, and it was nice to know that they were interested absolutely yeah I the was... studio was very excited about the visit oh really? they, like like we said we've never had anyone inside the studio besides I guess there have been some press in here, but they've had some press, yeah. But like the members of the general public, this was really the first time oh. that you got the studio, so it was exciting for everyone here too. Oh, that's, well, that's, that's cool. <laughs> well, that's really good, and um, I know that we really appreciated it. Um, we thought that the balance of the developer sessions and the hands-on gameplay was just about right. Um, and we were also pleased to get one-on-one -on -one time with a Bioware celebrity. How did you go about selecting who would be available to us? We asked, who's available to us? And, they said, <laughs> and every hand in the room shot up, right? It was, I mean, obviously the developers are really busy. Their, their heads are down and trying to you know, work on the game nonstop. Um, but we thought it was really important to make sure that you guys got to talk to the people who you guys wanted to talk to. Like, I mean, this is, I think this is the first time you guys, anyone's ever gotten to talk to Georg, but he's mm -hmm. a very big presence on the forums these days. And mm -hmm. so 
Um, and everybody really likes whenever he posts. So we wanted to make sure that, that the fan sites got a chance to talk to him because he always has some really interesting stuff to say and show. Um, yeah, he think, was our he was our first choice, I think. For he was a lot, he was almost everyone's first. Was choice. he? Oh, <laughs> you're lucky, huh? <laughs> um, so, well, so let me ask how how eager were they actually to talk to us? I think that when we were on our tour, I actually saw Georg running away from our group. Running to an important meeting. Oh, that must have been it. <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of a scurrying thing. <laughs> it was, um, everybody was totally fine about it. You know, nobody, nobody turned around and said, oh, no, you know, I think you guys are probably maybe unbalanced, but I think generally speaking, you're maybe a little easier to deal with than press. I mean, Mm -hmm. the kind of bonus for talking to fan sites is that fan sites generally know more about the game than your average member of the press, I have to say. Um, So, you know, you can get to the meat of questions a lot faster, you know, um, and I think that probably helps a bit. Mm -hmm. If you're standing there and just saying the same thing over and over and over to press all day, it can be a bit boring. Whereas we got obviously a nice variety of questions from a lot of different people. So, so that was good. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, all right. Well, getting back to the gameplay sessions, can, can you tell us how we did, (laughs) you know, you had the Bioware guys standing behind. I know that I'm sure that you were probably using your metrics on us and stuff. So, you know, in a league table of 15 sites, I'm afraid you guys were in the top. Uh, we we didn't measure anything. No, no. <laughs> you know, no. Uh, sure a death map on the last yeah. day of your play Some random thing. Um, but it was uh, I don't know. I mean, we we told we told you guys that you guys were playing what we call the hard build of the game, where oh, really? all the Arctic worlds are a little harder than they than they need to be. So, huh. uh, how many, well, how many times did you guys die? Oh, that's interesting that you say that. You know, I. Th- there, there was like a section maybe where I died repeatedly, but but it was because I was doing something dumb. I was trying to like walk across this bridge that was just guarded by all these mobs rather than just going around them. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I can go around. I, I didn't feel, I felt that it was a little harder than maybe what I'm used to from WoW and Rift, but I but I liked it because it wasn't just, it wasn't just mindlessly blowing through mobs the whole time. I actually had to pay attention and, you know, strategize. So I, I liked it. I felt the same way. I didn't want it to be easy, and and I'm I I'm so I'm sad to hear you say that that was a hard mode because I was hoping that was normal because yeah. I want it to be hard. I want it to be yeah. a challenge. Yeah, and I didn't think it was hard, like you know, yeah. frustratingly hard. I just thought it was hard enough that that I had to, that I had it was to challenging. play, yeah, rather than well, just kind I mean, of. We're not. We're, I'm not saying we're making it, you know, super easy next time around. But <laughs> I, you know, like, Good. I'm not going to name names. But some of the other folks from the fan sites were repeatedly dying uh, within the first five or ten minutes of their playtime, and we had to we had to help them out a little bit because it was just there's a section that we already know is just way too hard. Um, uh-huh. and that's going to get fixed. Okay. <laughs> that must be but, that north section up there <laughs> at the top of the map that doesn't have any. Uh, quest to lead us up there that we have to kind of explore on our own that i thought that was so fascinating the only thing was the graveyard being so far away so when you did die it was like oh my god we got to run all the way back (laughs) yeah i mean they're still they're still working on it so oh yeah it was wonderful they've tweaked it since then (laughs) okay um did you get into any trouble with the Weston Hotel because we were a little too noisy during our podcast recording sessions. Um, I haven't heard any complaints yet, um, but then I went and listened. But then I went and listened to all the podcasts that were recording in the hotel, and I was like, "Oh man, how did they not get in trouble?" <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it was funny because when I was there doing the Moss Eisley one, um, you know, Carl and I just went there and were doing our little thing. And then I hung around to listen to uh, Dover and Sato from Darth Hader. And while they were kind of in the middle of there, there was like this tap on the door. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, we just got our first noise complaint. And I thought, okay, it's time for me to leave. I don't want to be in trouble. So, But I guess the Western Hotel, but they, you know what, they were so great to the fan side as I think. They offered us a golf cart to go run a little errand when we got there. <laughs> and, you know, and then when the Moss Eisley radio, they had trouble, you know, we got the noise complaint, so we had to stop. They let they let Zach and Evan set up in a conference room, you know, to, to finish the recording oh, sessions. Really? Yeah, they did. I guess there's not a lot of demand for conference rooms at 1 a.m. So, yeah, <laughs> they did. It was so, you know, I have to say that. That, that they they just were really gracious to us and really helpful to us and we enjoyed our stay there yeah definitely oh. kudos to the Westin because to me how many um, big hotels like that are going to offer a conference room for a couple of hours for free you yeah know? for some I guys mean, with a lot of recording equipment <laughs> exactly <laughs> so. that was definitely kudos that that direction um, all right well uh, let's move on I I was I was thinking about this conversation that I was part of at the Dave and Buster's where Stephen, you were telling this story and about the official forms and I hadn't seen it yet. So it just made me laugh because I didn't have to deal with it. But um, it was it was your uh, the release date is like Christmas thread. Uh, do you think you could uh, relate that story? Uh, yeah, I'll try to, although I'm, I'm wary to do so because of the exact reasons that you know, I'll cover in the story. Um, <laughs> um, I thought I, I felt that um, I was kind of proud of myself for coming up with uh, uh, a metaphor for talking about release date, <laughs> which was that you know a release date is like Christmas, and you know that it's you know Christmas is coming because you know preparations start for Christmas months before, and it's it's always on the calendar and and everything else. Now, I suppose the always on the calendar thing doesn't really translate, but my point was was that. Um, you know, we're not going to try and spring a release date on anybody. You know, it's not going to be suddenly announced with no previous warning. Um, you just said spring release date. <laughs> Careful with that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that was my point was that, you know, with Christmas, you know that Christmas is coming because decorations go up months before and so on right. and so forth. It's not a surprise no. party. No, not really. Um, and of course, you know, because I you know mentioned a, a unit of time or a, or a specific time on the calendar, people started taking that as either Christmas being the release date or the other thing was like, oh, it's happening in two to three months because you said that, you know, it takes two to three months. <laughs> to That's right. I'm just like, yeah, I can't win. Really. You can't. Fire yourself in five separate posts or so. Something like that. Yeah. yeah probably. Uh, I know. I felt so bad for you, but, but yeah. There, there was a guy from Europe who said, you know, I'm from Europe and I didn't really necessarily get what you said. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me clarify. And then afterwards I was wondering, well, maybe he was actually joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't have Christmas in Europe. Is that, is, is that something yeah. we need to know? Yeah, I give these guys the benefit of the doubt. That's so right. anyway, that, that's what it was. I mean, it's, 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 it's tough. You know, there isn't really much I can do about about, um, you know, people's expectations of when the release date is going to be. Uh, but I mean, the point I wanted to make was, was that, you know, when when we have any large announcement to make, um, we'll generally give you some sort of heads up about it. You know, and it won't be a secret cryptic message. Yeah, it, it definitely won't be, won't be a secret cryptic message. I don't, I don't quite understand. I guess we have a lot of ARGs and things like that that surround us these days and these sort of uh, clever viral marketing kind of things. We're not really in the business of doing that for mm -hmm. the other 
you know, we're not planning to do anything like that right now. So, you know, when when the release date is going to come, I think you'll know about it and you'll be aware of when it's going to happen. And, you know, then you can all be on tenterhooks when we actually say it. Right. And it'll come from you. It's not going to come from a tour yes, from the fan site. you're not going to take a magazine or a fan site aside at an event and whisper in their ear, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> no one else knows, but I'm going to tell you. Right. Right. So, well, okay. So that's good to know. <laughs> um, uh, let's move on to just in general, how everything ran smoothly to like to us we thought as carla said it just seemed bug free essentially I, I, things moved around it was well organized the scheduling was great was there anything that that you saw that maybe we didn't or was it pretty much easy sailing for you guys too it went pretty smoothly surprisingly like we planned everything out really well in advance and there were no there were no real problems during the event. Everything went exactly as we hoped it would, which is great. Um, I think the only concern we had right before the event was the power draw of the computers because we mm. had never put that many machines in one room and they were all these, you know, big, heavy Alienware machines. And so the the uh, team who, like, are responsible for the facilities in the studio were just like, we don't know, but the power might go out if we turn all these computers <laughs> off at the same time. Nobody so, run a hair dryer. <laughs> so, we, uh, so we did. Uh, they they did uh, work with us to run a few tests in that room. I think the week before, just to make sure that everything was okay, and uh, everything was okay. Oh, that's good. It was just a little warm in the room, and that was probably the only thing that I noticed. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like obviously this room is not built for this activity. Exactly. That was that. That room's normally a meeting room for I guess you know sixteen twenty people, um, and there are no computers. So having twenty. 20 machines running 24 hours a day in there for two days plus having 40 to 50 people in there at any one time mm -hmm, made mm -hmm. it a little hot um so that was that was our only that was our only i guess negative part of it i could yeah. think of that was pretty minor though we were all happy to be there um is there anything <laughs> that that you would have done differently having 2020 hindsight um i don't know my, my only my only question is whether or not we should do it a little longer which i know i know that you know most people will say yes, yes, absolutely. Well, yes. <laughs> and uh, what, what issues you... we have with bringing people in from Europe is that they've got a long way to come and they've got a long way to get back. Oh uh, yeah. So even though we we brought them in on Saturday um, to help them get over jet lag and everything else, but then um, a lot of them had to leave sort of relatively early on Tuesday. Um, Not just the Europeans too. A lot of people. Some of the Americans early. did, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That was probably the only. So that was the only real thing, yeah. I guess. We yeah, we sure settled. Yeah, um, sorry. I was going to say we were sorry to have missed the the Georg Zoller thing, but it was it was nice. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal since you provided the audio, so we didn't really miss anything, I guess. Um, okay, moving on. What kind of feedback did you get from the other fan sites about the summit? Everyone was really happy to be here. Everybody had a really good time. I think what was nice for me in terms of feedback was that, yeah, there was tons of feedback about the game and everybody really enjoyed playing it. But a lot of them were, were a lot happier to have been able to, you know, hang out for two or three days with the other fan sites. Um, mm. I mean, like, like you said, Carla, this was the first time you got to meet uh, the other people from all the fan sites. And that's the same for that goes the same for a lot of the other people who came out here. Um, I think it was great for all of them to meet each other, especially the European sites who don't normally get to go to events like PAX or E3 or any of the conventions around here. Um, and so they don't get to meet a lot of the U.S. sites and vice versa. Um, so I think it was just great to get everybody in the same room. That dinner we had on Sunday night um, was, for me, like really exciting to see everybody hanging out. Everybody was, you know, moving from table to table to say hi to each other. Everybody's going outside to chat. 
um, that was that was something that I think a lot of the fan sites liked more than I expected, which is great. Yeah, that was just almost you know that would after obviously playing the game was the best part, and the, for me the sec the second best part really was just meeting the other people, and it was great. I, I really tried to make an effort to talk to to make them speak English to me. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, it was just really, it was fun. It was really fun connecting with these other, other fans. And um, how about the feedback that you got from the other fan sites on them playing the game? What sort of feedback did you get? Generally, um, generally good. You know, I mean, I haven't really heard um, too many, you know, dissenting opinions, which is good. Yeah, I think the thing that makes us happy a lot of the time is when we get feedback on the game and it's stuff we've already addressed because obviously you're not playing the the absolute newest build, but a lot of the time, you know, especially like what we were talking about before with saying it was a little too hard for some of the other fans, I was like, we, we already knew that. And when they point out bugs, we're like, yep, already fixed. It's just nice to to be able to see that like the stuff that you're seeing and, and maybe pointing out to us is stuff we're already aware of, we're already fixing, like we're way ahead of you, which is great. Yeah, if whenever I had a question or a comment, that that it was almost that was almost the response every time. It's like, yeah, we know this is an issue, like the the not enough med centers on Huda, or 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 the fact that I was I was saying, you know, I don't know if you people complained about this, but I but I'm constantly running into things thinking it's a town and it's actually a a, a place full of bad things, <laughs> and I'm, I'm used to seeing red letters or some kind of indication. So I don't know that me personally, that was that was uh, something I had to really be careful about. And I know some people actually prefer it that way, but but uh, I didn't know if, if and, and they said that's something in an next build that they're thinking about. And so yeah, so it's like anytime I had an issue, it wasn't something like that I discovered on my own. It's something that you guys were already on top of. So I really thought that was great. Exactly. I mean, one of the, the issues that I had was in, uh, not knowing what the key bindings were. And Kathy pointed out, well, you have to hover over it. Well, I was looking for a help something and they're going oh that's in the next build and i'm going yay so it's it's everything we came across it was just seemed like great they already know about it and i think that that's you guys staying mucho on top of things and i think that's really cool so okay finally um does bioware have a schedule of the events that they'll be attending for the rest of the year so that fans and fan sites can make plans to attend you know sort of like e3 or any of these other events well, the only event we've announced so far is uh, E3. Um, we uh, we have that events page on our website, and we update that whenever we're ready to announce any other events that we're going to this uh, during the year. I think we'll be updating that pretty soon, though. Oh, cool. I guess that's it, huh? That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us, Stephen and David. Uh, we've had a great time talking to you. Again, thank you for inviting us to the fan side. I think we got a lot of good feedback. Um, and, you know, I'm still catching up on the all the write-ups that people are doing. But I know if the if you listeners out there are looking for hands-on reviews or just silly things, there's there's lots of info out there. And we'll, we'll link uh, all the other sites that participated in the fan site in our show notes for this podcast so you can check that stuff out yourself anything else carla no i just want to say thank you very much to Stephen and david for taking time out of their busy schedule and uh, to visit with us and i want to thank you personally for inviting us we had the best time thank you i'm glad it was our pleasure 
We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Stephen Reed and David Bass from BioWare. We would also like to remind you that you need to check our forums for the upcoming drawing that we're announcing. That's going to be some exciting stuff. We're going to give away some really cool swag. Also, we're going to be recording on Sunday, May the 14th, and joining us will be Jeff and David from Tar Wars. So be sure and watch for that episode. Thank you again for listening. Now, stay tuned for The Force Cloak. This episode is brought to you by Force Cloak. Force Cloak! The combat warrior stealth that obscures your presence, reduces your threat, and allows you to run away faster than normal speed. All good things when your squishy friends think you are tanking that angry mob. Sith warriors, get your sneaky on with Force Cloak. Force Cloak! The only in combat stealth in Tor. This episode is brought to you by Force Cloak, the combat warrior stealth that obscures your presence, reduces your threat, and allows you to run away faster than normal speed. All good things when your squishy friends think you're tanking that angry mob. Sith warriors get your sneak on with Force Cloak, the only in-combat stealth in Tor. This episode is brought to you by Force Cloak, the combat warrior stealth that obscures your presence, reduces your threat, and allows you to run faster than normal speed. All good things when your squishy friends think you're tanking that angry mob. Sith Warriors, get your... (laughs) Force Cloak, the only in-game stealth and tour. This episode is brought to you by Force Cloak, the combat warrior stealth that obscures your presence, reduces your threat, and allows you to run away faster than normal. All good things when your squishy friends think you are tanking that angry mob. Sith warriors, get your sneak on with Force Cloak, the only in combat stealth in the Old Republic. Welcome to the Rancor Shack. May I take your order? Yeah. What's the release date on a Rancor Burger? Um, what? Your Rancor Burger. I'm tired of waiting. I won't know the release date on it. Sir, there is no release date on... I knew it. Sir? I knew it. You're not going to release anything, are you? Just admit it. I don't understand. Don't blink with me. I'm here for a burger, and you're not going to release it, are you? I don't understand your question. Our burgers are normally made here, right here. If they're made right here, then why is it taking you so long to release one? What they made out of anyway? Uh, they come with lettuce, tomatoes, all beef, rancor. What's the release date on that lettuce? Um, sir? Lettuce, fool. What's the release date on that lettuce? Release date? Do you mean like 
I'm about sick and tired of waiting on you. I want a Rancor burger with no mayo, Canton fries, and a Sith Coke. You can't make that happen, I'm going to the other side. I'm never going to see you again. Okay, so that was a Rancor burger, hold the mayo, and you want some, some Tauntaun fries. A large cup of Sith Cola. That will be 15 credits, please. What? You expect me to pay for this after you haven't even given me a release date yet? Are you crazy? What are you, some kind of... <laughs> Force Cloak, the only in-game stealth and tour. End transmission.